walking in Uzbekistan as a journalist, it is a challenge. We will always be under pressure. Now we have a lot of phone calls after publishing some information. Officials call us and kindly ask us to remove this information. Now we don't go to prison, but our government have a different type of weapon. You're listening to Trouble with the Truth, a podcast about journalists in danger and the stories that get them in trouble. I'm your host, Lana Istimirova. Years ago, the Karimovs, Uzbekistan's ruling clan, made the most outrageous international headlines. Their Game of Thrones-like political intrigues, inconceivable corruption levels, and juicy details of the eldest daughter Gulnara's misadventures raised eyebrows. So did atrocious human rights abuses perpetuated by the regime of Islam Karimov, the suppression of free speech and silencing of any critical voices. Uzbekistan is still one of the poorest countries in the world, where forced cotton picking, aka slave labor, remains a serious issue. In 2016, the 25-year-old dictatorship of Islam Karimov ended with his death, as he was succeeded by his Prime Minister Shavkat Mirziyoyev. There were talks of reform, and the new government, that still has plenty of leftovers from the Karimov's entourage, conducted a liberalization process. Political prisoners, activists and journalists were released from prison and allowed to return from exile. Uzbekistan even jumped from 169th place in the World Press Freedom Index in 2017 to 156 in 2020. Seems impressive, right? Well, while some of this looks good on paper, reality is always quite different. For this episode of Trouble with the Truth, I spoke with an anonymous Uzbek journalist who works for an independent news outlet. During our conversation, I found that while journalists critical of Mirziyoyev's regime might not end up in prison like in previous years, they face a different set of challenges. And we also had to change the voice of my guest out of safety concerns, so you can judge for yourself how safe Uzbekistan is for free media. My first question was about the so-called thaw and what this liberalization was like for journalists. In our country, many things are changed. Now we can open our mouths. <laughs> Before we couldn't write any uh, critical materials. Before we hadn't journalism, you know, only propaganda. Yes, now we can do criticism. Now uh, we, have a, we have a little space for freedom of speech. Mm-hmm. But it's not a, a total freedom. Now we we have frontiers, we have limits. Uh, we can cross these limits. When we began to talk about uh, president's family, of course, mm-hmm. we can uh, criticize reforms of uh, president. Yes, we are doing doing now a lot of critical materials. Mm-hmm. But we never do criticism about Putin's family and uh, 
and about the president. Yeah, and of course, um, in some ways, similarly to Karimov, um, Mirziyoyev also appointed some of his family members to very high positions in that way. And so apart from uh, the president's family, are there any topics, would you say, that are taboo still to write about because it will get you in trouble? Yes, of course. Uh, I say that we, uh, we never talk about uh, security, uh, government security system and the uh, taboos about, uh, of course, I say the family members of presidents, family members, uh, not only media, uh, even in social media also, we, it's so difficult to, uh, to write uh, family members, names of family members, mm -hmm and saying something back directly, directly about Mirziyev's mm -hmm. uh, family. And uh, what happens to those journalists who write about it? Do, you, do they get threats or can they lose their jobs? Or do, do you know any stories like that? If, if journalists who work uh, to government, if you know we have a, have a government media and independent media also, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, journalists who work for government media, they do a little bit crit critical materials. They mm -hmm. don't do any, uh, any good critical material. But in social media also, they don't say nothing about Nothing critical things, uh, but uh, if some journalist who works for government will say something bad, something critical things, he, of course he will lose. He will lose your, his job. So some things they they kind of stay the same, but not on the same scale, obviously. And uh, yeah. um, it was interesting actually to read that the president's eldest daughter, Saida Mirzayoyeva, and uh, with this uh, famous businessman Kamil um, Alamjonov, they actually established the public fund for the support and development of national mass media. Quite a long title. So it seems like it's a, a few steps into the right directions. But obviously, I was thinking, I wonder the kind of journalists that they would represent would be more pro-government. What do you think about these kind of initiatives to defend the media? Of course, uh, I think that it's a little bit strange when some government member or ex-government member and president's daughter are the defending the media. I think it's not good. Uh, funds and uh, some organizations who defend journalists, uh, owners of these of these funds, uh, must be not government members, even ex-government members. I think if I will criticize uh, the president or president's daughter, uh, the organization of president's daughter will defend me. I I hope I I know that they will not defend me. Uh, we have a lot of journalists, bloggers, who with this fund, who walks to this fund, and who uh, 
uploads, uploads this fund, but we have a lot of journalists who think that it's not real fund, mm -hmm. not a real organization who really defends journalists. For many countries, the COVID-19 pandemic was a real test for media freedom, whether they have it or not. And I was wondering, it was such a challenging time for, for all of us um, and for Uzbekistan also. And what was it like reporting on the pandemic? Did you have access to all the data and the politicians or was it quite challenging? You know, uh, working in Uzbekistan as a journalist, as a, is it is a challenge, you know. We always had a challenge. We always had to uh, be on the pressure. In, in the, on the pandemic period, also we had some difficulties. But we, on pandemic period, some uh, government, some officials were open. They gave us good fast, good uh, data, informations, but data, what they give us, it, I think it wasn't clear that, because in real life, we saw another, uh, another difficulties and a lot of difficulties and a lot of COVID-infected COVID people. But data was little. Mm. So that was a challenge. Yes. Yes, they give us a lot of information, mm -hmm. but information was unbelievable. We couldn't believe to this. Mm. And we, and our audience also didn't believe to our data. And this was a very, very... Uh, difficult challenge because our uh, we lose some audiences we lose trust of audience of course i can imagine and when you were um you and your colleagues were writing this truthful information that probably often challenged the official government line um did you feel safe publishing it uh, you know on the current period we uh, it was very hard it was very mm -hmm. difficult publishing with publishing some data or some critical materials uh, journalists can't arrest it but now we don't have journalists who who going to prison for telling truth mm -hmm. Yes, we had some some bloggers who had the problems with the government and uh, were arrested. But now we have a lot of phone calls after publishing some information. Uh, we always always officials call us asking uh, kindly ask us to remove this information. Mm -hmm. And do you remove it usually? Uh, no, we usually uh, publish a lot of critical materials. Uh, we never remove any material. Yes, now we don't go to prison, but our government have a different type of weapon to journalists. Uh, for, uh, you know, what they do, how they... Uh, uh, 
if some journalist is working hard, is doing good critical things, they have some bloggers, some, uh, we call them sniper. <laughs> they, they, they write some uh, blame about this journalist and mm. they spread this information. Of course, it's, uh, you can say that it's, it's a government's job, but we know that it's, it's, it's a government's job. Mm-hmm. Because after criticizing, always some persons spread uh, very blame, very bad information about mm-hmm. the journalists. Uh, for example, months ago, journalists or uh, journalists who works independent media, women did a lot of critical materials, and after that, somebody tweeted a video information where some couple doing sex and on the balcony. Oh my God. And you can say the face of these persons, mm-hmm. but they wrote their type that it's uh, this journalist. They put the photo of this journalist, woman, and they said, oh, it's uh, this journalist who doing these things on, on her balcony. Awful. Yes, you know, it's not, we don't have a law where... Um, that, that protects right. journalists from defamation. Yes, yes. We don't have a law who protects the journalists, and, and uh, we don't have a law who who says that it's not it's a bad thing to do these things on balcony. Mm-hmm. But you know, uh, we are Muslim government, and if some information will spread about you like this. After that, you can go out to the street. It's of course, course, yeah. And really what good. happened to that journalist? Did she have to go in hiding, or what? What did she have to do after that? Uh, she was very, very bad situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had a lot of problems on the family with his husband, with her husband also very difficult. He, she was very on difficult situation, but all journalists write that uh, uh, we are defending to this girl, to this journalist. Even uh, from the, uh, President's daughter, Ms. Dioeva, also did video message to this girl, mm-hmm. and she said that we are defending you, and we will find a person who did it, who spread mm. this information. But, but uh, finally, police couldn't find the pe- this person. But, but I think this uh, police can find this, this person who did this thing, but police didn't find it. So I think it would it, because it's a government's job, security's job. That's why police couldn't find. Of course. And so it means it could happen again if there is no... Yes. Yes. Now, for example, i afraid. I know that I can... Uh, I will not go to the prison, but i afraid 
this case can happen with me. It's a very, very bad, it's a bad Zen pricing, you know? Of course, yeah. It's a woman, it's a bad, bad Zen pricing. Before criticizing, I always think, what if somebody will mm-hmm. this thing with me? And do you have to talk to your family about it sometimes, you know, about your work and that it might be dangerous and someone might come and say some things that are not true. Do you have to have these conversations with them? Yes. Um, But, you know, I I don't want to talk about my family, about this situation with my family. If they will know what happens with the journalists like me, this situation, my husband will say to me, so stop your job. You will not work for yeah. as a journalist. Stop mm-hmm. do it, do it, do this job. It's dangerous. Okay. Of course, he will not like uh, like the, see the pictures, uh, videos like this. Not his wife, of course. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, no, it's it's very challenging, and it's just such a shame that, um, of course, when Mirzioy first came to power, you know, there was these conversations that mm-hmm. it's going to be different, and he's releasing the journalists, and it seems like, although it's a bit better now, there's always a new weapon against a journalist. It, it might yeah. be not be prison, it might not be murder or exile, but it's something else, and it's also damaging, whether it's um, yeah. uh, defamation, some kind of troll campaign online yeah, doxing, campaign, yeah, yeah releasing in private information or making it up or lawsuits as well because i can imagine that that's another danger that you might get sued if yeah, they don't like the first. information and um, it's the most difficult thing you can prove it you can prove this that it's uh, it's the government's job you can mm-hmm. For example, after this conversation, also uh, some person of, from our government can ask me, who said, how can you prove that it's a government's job? Mm-hmm. You can prove it, but all journalists know that it's, it's not ordinary people who did this job. Yeah. It's a job of some security uh, members of government. And as you said before, writing about security serv- services and security forces in Uzbekistan is also one of those taboo topics that can, well, that can land you in trouble. Yes. So, well, as journalists, as media workers, you're still in a certain amount of danger, of course. And yeah, it seems like you have to find uh, new ways of, of telling the truth and doing your investigations because they want to just let you off easily. Um, but nonetheless, you're doing this job and it's, it's very impressive. And finally, I wanted to ask, how do you feel about the future when it comes to press freedom in Uzbekistan? Um, do you feel optimistic or are you quite cautious? Um, no, I don't feel optimistic. Mm-hmm. But even I don't feel optimistic. I'm working. I try. I I try to do my job and try to do good journalism. We are trying to do good journalism. I think uh, it's a government. Uh, yes, Karim is dead, but. Uh, 
uh, other persons uh, of our government are same. They didn't like it, freedom of speech, and they still don't like freedom of speech. And uh, I think uh, on the future we we will have freedom of speech, but with limits, with some yeah. limits. Uh, during journalism, now in respect, it's like a heroism, very challenging thing. Mm -hmm. But thank you for doing the job nonetheless. Thank you for being brave.